To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. We are talking about big cojones and also funding for your business. We're talking with with Sarah Kosick, who has self-funded an amazing company called Miha. It's a California-based wellness company. She has products. She has she has a beautiful website. We're going to talk about that. But she is self-funded. She did not have a nest egg when she started. And so we're going to be talking about that, how she did it, how you can do it as well, and how she is taking care of her entire family. So welcome, Sarah, to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, and we're so excited to dig into your story but start off by telling us a little bit about your background and what got you to where you are right now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I always wanted to help people make the world a better place. And so I decided to become a registered dietitian. And basically what that is, is you get your undergrad, you do an internship, uh, you take a board certified national exam, and then you get a master's. So there's a lot of schooling involved. Um, and then after all that education, schooling, now we're the go-to nutrition experts, so to speak. And then when I, once I got certified, I went into private practice counseling and coaching clients. And I know people have that standard, typical stereotype of a dietitian working in a hospital, but that wasn't the case. I've always just wanted to work with um, people in a private practice. And then, um, excitingly, I was able to get into the media which was unique at the time, because I've been a dietitian now for about 50, well, over 15 years, practically 20 years. And if, back in the day, media dietitians weren't really a thing. And so I started working um, with my local news station in the San Francisco Bay Area. And then I started writing for different magazines, like Ultra Running Magazine, Swimmer Magazine, lots of sports, Clean Eating Magazine, so lots of other publications too. And I think putting myself on that platform with the media helped kind of progress into more of a business-esque uh, aspect, so to speak. And, and then I was able to write a few books and just kind of elevate myself. And um, one thing really nice too about my journey was it was really exciting in a sense where my other peers elected me to be the chair of their national organization, the Nutrition Entrepreneurs dietetic practice group in association with the Academy of Nutrition Dietetics. So that was like a huge thing being chair for that nutrition entrepreneur organization. <laughs> so I was like, okay, wow, we're doing something right here. <laughs> so all these brilliant things were happening and, and then kind of jumping into the whole Miha realm. Well, just being in the, in the Bay area working with, before I realized it, I was working with some of Silicon Valley's CEOs um, in the tech world and just these tech moguls and then other elite athletes. And I was noticing all these challenges arising within the industry. And in regard, I noticed that a lot of the tech people and, you know, they're like, oh, supplementation. And of course, athletes are supplements, supplements. And then 
you know, looking more into the supplement industry, yes, we do need them. There is a reason for them, but I noticed that there was a lot of them not being regulated. There was no regulation about them. Um, and there, there's a lot of challenges too from traditional food options. And so because of the lack of proper science behind some of the consumption of all these ingestibles, I understood that, oh, there's a need. And so when I met my current business partner with Miha, we started talking about it and we were just talking about how um, the negative impact and long-term health implications some of these supplements can have on people. And so we're like, hey, let's do this wellness company where we produce a product, where we actually make something that is safe to consume, that's been third-party tested, um, that uses ingredients that are legitimate and have no chemicals or heavy metals or toxins. And we know where the ingredients come from. You know, we're looking at the farmers that are making these foods. And let's turn these whole foods into a supplement, so to speak, and um, really make it enhance our wellness and put in the right dosages too. Because sometimes people just take all this stuff under the sun at these extreme quantities and like, more isn't always better. <laughs> yes, it's not. Um, yeah. Since I just had three cookies for breakfast. But yeah, <laughs> probably not the best breakfast before talking with someone like you. But I want to touch in on you self-funded this company and mm -hmm. to produce a product like you produce or products like you do, that ain't cheap. So did you come from the, you know, it didn't sound like you came from the tech industry. How did you do this? How did you do the, you know, the R and D and the, the pr production and distribution? How did you come up with the funding to make this all come together? Right. So when, when I met my business partner, you know, we were, we, we talked about that. And of course, being in the Bay area, venture capitalist is like, yeah, it's like your neighbor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so we were definitely aware of um, what it takes and all that, and all that interesting stuff. And, you know, we looked at our, our current budgets and we're like, Hey, let's, let's plot a, a few thousand dollars. Let's put it into this and let's think about how much it actually costs to source some of these ingredients. And, and also too, keeping with our ethics and morals, like for me, I think it's really important as a dietitian with my experience and seeing what food can do and toxins and heavy metals and things like that can do from a health standpoint. I'm like, I, we are ingredients have to be stellar. They have, I want to know where the farmers are. I want to know where they're coming from. You know, I want to make sure, and also I want our packaging to be sustainable. I want to take it to a whole nother level. And so, and I want to make it as local as possible too. And, you know, definitely supporting United States and, and our workers as much as possible. And so we looked at all those factors and, you know, we're like, okay, this is our budget. Let's, let's put it in. And then of course you're like, oh wait, what about marketing? Well, let's just do the grassroots kind of marketing factor. Cause I think that that, that can be a huge budget in and of itself. And so um, that's what we're kind of different from some of our competitors, so to speak, is we don't have a crazy marketing budget, but we have figured out a way to really do the grassroots thing and build a community where we have people speaking for us, for ourselves which is a, which is a positive thing in that sense. So with just a few thousand dollars and you don't have to give me specifics unless you want to, but that seems really challenging because the fact that you source in the United States, you use sustainable packaging, this stuff ain't cheap. 
No, and it's not. Then, <laughs> and then you did the marketing part of it. So did you know how much you were going to have to put in? Did you start with one product? How did you leverage all of that? Yes. So we started with our hero product, which is superstar. It's, it's a, it's a superfood supplement. And, and we were just going to make this one, one and done hero product that was just fabulous for your overall well-being and really emphasize every, like our core values that stood behind that really emphasize the, the sustainability, the, um, the single sourcing, the, the local packaging and like the carbon neutral boxes and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and we, we put our heart and soul into it. And like, literally, like <laughs> when I was formulating, it, it was great though. Cause like when I was formulating it, I had, you know, 15 years of data and research to really give like a specific formula with that. And then, um, we had people to test it and everything like that. So it was great. And then it was, we, after realizing all that we needed to put into it, then we were looking for a manufacturer to, you know, produce it and stuff. And that did take some time, but we were also able to do that locally in LA and everything too. So Los Angeles, California. So, so yeah, so we've been really blessed to have done that. And we are on a tight budget, you know, like I was like, okay, this is our budget. We're going to make it work. <laughs> and then you make it work. And then you realize, okay, well, if I have to cut corners somewhere, then for example, with the marketing budget, then what can we do from a grassroots standpoint where it's literally us behind the scenes at the moment making that happen? And how long did it take for you to make a profit? Yeah. So knock on wood. Okay. This is a crazy story. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So just to share the story of how Miha began. So we actually did our soft launch of Miha in July of 2019. And we really started going stronger in October of 2019, where we were doing media tours in LA and New York and just building, building, building. And then suddenly four months later, COVID hits and the world completely shuts down. So we had that major setback with everything. And uh, there were like two nationwide retailers that were going to launch this and one completely went bankrupt and doesn't even exist anymore. And then the other one got acquired and pivoted in a completely other direction. And so we're like, oh my gosh, okay, we just launched. What? However, people were still rapidly buying our hero product superstar online. So we pivoted like as well from our original growth plan with like retail distribution and instead just focused on growing our direct to consumer side. And so this direct to consumer side has been absolutely brilliant for us so far, knock on wood. <laughs> and literally, so then by July um, of 2020, so, you know, as, so it hasn't even been a year yet, we're, we're almost completely out of Superstar. And so we're like, oh my gosh, we need to do another batch. And because we had made so much money for the first batch, we were able to reinvest that first batch money completely 100% into the second batch of production. Okay. So you were originally going to go into retail that mm -hmm. dried up overnight. It sounds uh -huh. almost overnight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And are you thinking, are you going to stay direct to consumer? Are you also going to now that things, well, we think that things have settled down a little bit, go back to the retail concept, or are you thinking network marketing with your product? What's your growth plan? 
Yes, so great question. So we are in a few retailers. Um, so even though during this time we were able to get in a few boutiques and like small retailers, and actually worldwide, um, we have a, a couple in Europe and Asia, and then here in the United States, um, we're still working on getting into Australia. Um, but it's just a little bit challenging with some of the um, the shipping factors, um, which you know we're still working on. But yes, so we are in a few retailers. Um, and then, but we're still primarily doing, uh, you know, we're still primarily just doing our direct to consumer process. Okay, yeah. So that's still the big yeah. part of your business. Yeah. So let me just make sure I'm understanding. So the way that you did your marketing in the beginning was, you know, you kind of were doing the guerrilla marketing, it sounds yeah. like, but, but media was a part of it where you did, I'm guessing you did your own PR got yourself on some TV shows, podcasts, uh, magazines. You said that, I think, you, did you tell me that you were were writing for some, some um, industry newsletters yeah. or? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I'm a, I still have my monthly contribution. I, I still write articles and stuff for different, uh, for different magazines, like clean eating, swimmer, ultra Yes. Yeah, so I still have magazines that I write for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's just kind of what you did. And did you have a media background? How did you know how to do that? How did you know how to do like a media kit and reach out to people? How did you do that? So when I became a dietitian, it was just, like I said, I started private practice and then I just started jumping into the media scene because no one was really doing it. So I was kind of just, and I just kind of self-taught myself how to do it. Yeah. Just keep on growing and evolving. Don't get me wrong. There's always so so much I can learn and grow and know. I think kind of what the moral of what you're saying is pick a lane, pick, Mm -hmm. pick your, what you want to go after, how you're going to do it. So you chose media, but then you figured it out. You did the research and you just started executing and you stuck with it. So, you know, because what I see a lot of entrepreneurs do, they get scared, right? They're like, oh my gosh, we need money in now yesterday. Right. And so they start doing blogs and they start doing interviews and they start doing paid advertising. They do all kinds of things and nothing works because they didn't dive in deep enough where what it sounds like is that you went big on media and just got the word out there. Yes. Yeah. And I think also too, um, a big thing that was a game changer for us is that we were really important about building a community. And I think that And I think that when you also, you know, when you're developing a brand or when you're developing a product, you want to speak to one person. And I think in the beginning too, it was the idea like, oh, let's speak to everyone. And sometimes you just need to fine tune that and really hone in who is the person I'm talking to, because not everyone's going to like my stuff. Uh, like for example, so superstar is our hero product and it, it, it's very, it's a, it's a, a superfood supplement that's actually very tasty and sweet and people drink, just add it to water and they love it. And it doesn't taste like that green dirt that we are like, Oh, I need, uh-huh. I need to eat dirt. It tastes delicious. And then, so we also made a creamer, a coffee creamer, a non-dairy it's called galaxy cloud creamer. And that, that's, so that's our second product that we've launched. And uh, it's not as sweet. And it's interesting because our original clients were like, Hey, this isn't as sweet. And so we're like, Oh, you know what? We should continue with the sweet thing. Cause that's what people love. And so, yeah. So it's kind of just really fine tuning the knowing your audience. So just if, you know, letting people know it's important to know your audience and really going with that and not having to cater to everyone just to cater to that one person that you really want to talk to. 
Very, very true. Do you have aspirations of selling? What's, what's, do you have an exit plan yet? Or are you just kind of like, we're just on this cruise and we're going to see where it takes us? Oh, no, we're still going. In fact, um, so we launched, we have a third product, the Celestial Potion. That's a topical uh, hair, um, face oil and body, uh, excuse me, hair, body and face oil. And it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And then actually we're in the process now of launching two more products. So so we're excited. So we're just going to keep going strong. And once again, we just keep rolling funds over and just growing, growing, growing with that. So uh, we have not invested any additional money since that initial investment into the company. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So to wrap this up, do you have one piece of advice? You've given us a bunch of advice, but do you have one key takeaway or mindset or approach for women who are growing, who want to grow amazing businesses like yours? Yes. You just have to really believe in what you're doing and truly love what you do because it's a hustle and it's hard work. And I know a lot of people want to do things because they think they'll make money or attain success or however they want to define it, but it's not, that's not enough to push us through those difficult times or last through the challenges. And that's when I see people give up because it, something it doesn't fit their vision and um so i think it's also really important to hone in on that inner compass and just really make solid decisions because that's what you love and that's what you truly believe your mission is and you stand behind it and you can bring that to the table could not say it better and then we also have to add in you need to have big cojones as you and i mentioned so what i mean by that is Standing in your, your power of believing in your product and what you're doing. So not just having big cojones and doing crazy stuff. I'm talking about really having that confidence that you believe in your product or your service, which clearly Sarah does. You can hear as she's talking about it, that she's hundred percent all about it. And it's in alignment with her core values. So have some big cojones and make sure that you are in alignment with, with what you're doing. And it will carry you through those inevitable challenges that are going to come up. Um, you can't avoid them, but it's easier to get back up, dust yourself off and keep going when you believe in it. So thank you so much, Sarah. Where can we go to find out more about you and about your amazing products? Yes. So make sure to check out our website, mihanaturals.com, M-I-J-A naturals.com. And then you could also check me out on my personal site, sarahkozik.com. I also, if you are driving and you don't have access to that, it is in our show notes so you can get to it there. Thank you so much for being with us, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Midori. It was was such a pleasure. I appreciate it. 